Can your personal beliefs determine your retirement readiness? Today, we're talking about the latest research from TIAA about financial literacy, longevity, and retirement readiness. This is Retirement Revealed, where Jeremy Kyle and his guests guide you towards making smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions. We've got Patrice Sikora helping us out today. Patrice, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. Beautiful weather here today, so I'm really feeling good. I believe it's, uh, I'm headed out to State Fair later today, so it'll be a, a fun Wisconsin time. I am jealous. I am jealous. But we're talking about retirement here, Jeremy. And, you know, money and our assets are things we can count, we can forecast. But how long we live, well, that is something else. So most of us can look to our parents and grandparents for some hints. But, you know, Jeremy, how can we plan for retirement when we really don't know how long it could be? Well, that's why we talk about it so much. Uh, this idea of your longevity, it is the number one risk to your retirement. And that's why I'm always looking for the latest research and TIAA Institute, uh, part of TIAA Craft. They've got some great stuff out there. Uh, I just read a 22-page report. I'm not going to bother reading you the 22-page report. We're just going to talk it through. But the, That's why the, we have you. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Well, it's called Financial Literacy, Longevity Literacy, and Retirement Readiness. And that financial literacy is probably something you hear more about in the newspaper. But longevity literacy, just your ideas, beliefs, knowledge of what longevity is, how does that and your beliefs and knowledge about financial matters, how does that go into your retirement readiness? That's what they went through. And I'm going to break it down into a bit of a summary here so that you've got a good idea of what it is. And then I've got kind of some, um, I'm going to call it some, some mantras that we uh, want you to listen to and remember, because I think that'd be the way to maybe, I don't know if combat, but overcome some, some uh, gaps in most people's financial literacy, most people's longevity literacy. You got to figure there's gaps. Why, why would we be talking about it? You know, if they, they wrote a, an article well, and said, article, oh, everything's yeah. good. You know? I've, I've never even heard the phrase longevity literacy. I mean, me neither, which is a great way that they um, they phrased it uh, mm. on there. And they did some different things to go through and just kind of just see how your your thoughts on, on longevity affect your retirement readiness. Because in a way, if you think about it, if you, if you think you have less control over certain areas, you won't take the control that you, you do have. And sometimes mm -hmm. your belief in how much you can control things is really to your knowledge and, and background and beliefs there. So let me just summarize uh, a, a few bits of it. And one thing that was interesting, the first piece of it is that longevity affects your retirement more than inflation, which is interesting. And let's just try to break it down. Why would that be the case? Why would really? longevity affect your retirement more than inflation? My, my thought, and tell me what your thought might be, Patrice, but my thought is, well, everybody gets the same inflation, relatively speaking. Like we all live in America. We all pay relatively the same cost of bread and milk and gas. But your longevity, that's kind of the big variable mm. up and down because we all have different health, all have different family history. Tell me your thought right off the bat. Right off the bat, it comes down to income. Inflation affects those with a lower income more than it does those with higher income, uh, simply because you're paying more of the basics out of a smaller base. But with the longevity then counted in, that could be a very potent formula for 
well, I want to say struggling, but hopefully not. Hopefully you've planned for it. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think it's a bit of it. Like, um, you're right on that inflation affects people in different, uh, different ways. And of course, the less money you have, the more of your money goes mm -hmm. towards your basics. So inflation affects you more. You got less wiggle room, right? but it's, it's almost more this, this variability, just the, the wider unknown of longevity that really can affect your retirement. Cause if sure. you truly just don't know what's going to happen, you've got to plan for a longer time frame than really you might normally have to right mm -hmm. and how long again we come back to how long is long anymore yeah we're going to talk about that uh what's it's probably longer than you think is is really what it comes to uh but let me go through a couple other things about this uh, well let me go right to this part uh which is half of americans don't know something about retirement longevity right if they mm -hmm. asked they did a survey and said how long do you think you'll live in retirement uh, most people said, I don't know. Well, how are you going to plan if you don't know? Right. Uh, or uh, a lot of people underestimated. And then they did this correlation of, are you ready for retirement? And how much do you know about longevity? And the, the less you knew about longevity, the less prepared you were for retirement. And it goes back to that sense of control. The psychologists call it agency, where if you just kind of think, I have no control over it, I don't know. Who knows, right? Well, why would you bother getting ready for it? Why would you bother uh, learning more about it? But you can learn about longevity. And some things about longevity is that when you hit retirement and you're 60, you're 65, you're a survivor. You've made it past a lot of other people. So you can't use a longevity number of 78. That's an estimate from birth. Well, if you've beat out the 20% of people that didn't make it to your age, your estimate's now longer. And so it's something that you need to take a look at. We talk about all the time. Look at the longevityillustrator.org. Go ahead, get your own personal longevity estimate, not just the estimate of here's the one specific date that's an average, but it gives you a range of here's what's you know most likely going to, going to happen. Another interesting thing they found when they're seeing how knowledgeable about you uh are you about longevity uh men underestimated their longevity a lot more than women did hmm. and let's give a, an extra point to the ladies right the ladies get it right more than the guys uh, but i think this is actually a bad thing because in my experience there's a lot of longevity decisions around social security and pensions right these are things that last your whole lifetime and guess who's making a lot of these decisions if it's a male-female couple, it seems like the men are making the decisions more often than the women, but the women are more prepared. And in fact, it's the women <laughs> that are going to feel the effects of it. Yeah. So this is just a, a double whammy that it's it's bad that the men need to, they need to up their game here, guys. Let's up or our the, game. And the women need to up their game by getting involved a little bit more. There you go. Yeah. 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 That it's because uh, it affects them. It affects them. And, and they they're holding on to the knowledge. Let's, uh, Let's try to educate the guys here that are maybe making these decisions. So it's it's interesting that uh, they went through and said, if you have poor knowledge of your finances, if you underestimate longevity, you're more likely to be disappointed. You're more likely to be underprepared for your retirement. And that's what we want to go through today. So I guess we gave you some of the sobering facts from the uh, the 22-page study. And we'll link to the study. You'll have it there in the, uh, the show notes and the comments where you can go ahead and, and read about it. 
Well, let's go through. We've got uh, really kind of four things. I broke down two each on longevity, two on on the money piece of it, on the financial literacy, so that you can be better prepared for your retirement, so that the outcomes, the suggestions from the study just don't have to be your you know, your path, right? Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and learn some things. That's that's really what I think they're getting at is go ahead, learn these things so that you're better off in retirement. Right. And I'm going to start with longevity. Just like you said, this longevity literacy, haven't quite heard that term before. I hadn't heard that term before. Uh, just, let's I, talk like, about I it. like the phrase. I like it. Yeah. It puts it all well, together. Well, it's uh, got alliteration. I think, uh, <laughs> I think your journalism days likes the alliteration. <laughs> yeah, so we got longevity literacy. And here's the first thing I want you to think of your life expectancy or here, here's the way to say it is life expectancy is not death certainty, right? If you think your life expectancy is 80, what are the actual odds you'll die at the exact age of 80? It's Jeremy Kyle here. And I know you're listening to the retirement review podcast because you want to learn more about making great retirement decisions. I've created a free video course for you to do just that. Head over to 5stepretirementplan.com and sign up to receive this video training right in your email inbox. We broke down our 5-step retirement plan into bite-sized videos so you can get started on the retirement, investment, and tax planning you need to create a consistent retirement income. Go to 5stepretirementplan.com, use the number or spell it out, you'll get there either way. 5stepretirementplan.com. Thanks for listening and now for the rest of the show. Well, I, I'm a math guy. I looked up the odds. 4%. 4% chance that you will die at the age of your life expectancy. That's itty bitty. That's itty bitty. Right. Yeah. If you're if you're 60 years old, if you're 65 and you project out and say your life expectancy is 80, 85, 90, whatever the number is, you really look at what are the odds? How many people truly die at that exact one year? And it's about 4%. You have a 4% chance of actually dying at your life expectancy age. Remember, life expectancy is just the average in the middle of all the possible outcomes. You know, half the people are below, half the people are Hmm. after, right? It's a range, it's a probability, it's a distribution, a lot of big fancy terms. But think about this, if there's two of you in a couple and on average you die on average, well, one's probably below, one's probably after, right? Think of it. Uh, that way, chances mm-hmm. are pretty good in a couple, neither one of them will die at their life expectancy. Uh, and that means a, a couple of things. You can't plan for the exact age. You can't say, I plugged in 80 and that's exactly it. I'm good to go. Chances are very good. You will die uh, below or after that age, whatever it happens to be. And like I said earlier, if you're a couple, chances are one will be below average, one will be above average. So if you plan for that average, you're planning for an amount of time where somebody is going to be around, right? Right. You, right. It's it's going to happen, right? There's going to be somebody that lives longer and chances are they'll be living longer than average. So when you're planning things out and if you say the, the male's 85 and the female's 90, well, chances are somebody's going to live beyond the averages. You can't just plug in age 90. You've got to plug in a few years beyond that. And that's why going through and using that longevityillustrator.org is the way to both get your own averages and they'll show you here's what happens uh, a little bit after the averages. And that's really what you ought to be looking at. 
So remember that life expectancy is not death certainty. The second part of longevity is your DNA is not your destiny. When we talk to people and say one of the first things we've got to figure out is how long you might live in retirement. And part of living in retirement is when you uh, start and part of it's when you finish your retirement. The first thing they think of is, well, all the men in my family die at 75 mm -hmm. or my grandparents made it to the 80s or my aunts and uncles, my parents. Think about your grandparents. They might have 60 years of medical advances that they did not get to enjoy, right? True. Even your True. parents, you probably have 20 or 25 years of medical advances that you get to enjoy that your parents didn't get to enjoy, right? When you're in your 80s, the medicine, the exercise regimens, the, everything that's out there is 20, 25, 30 years advanced compared to what your parents are going through. Uh, and a lot of times when we dig in and say, okay, all the men in your family die at 75, you know, all the ladies live to 95 or whatever these kind of thoughts are related to, to DNA, especially when it's maybe an early situation, right? I don't think I'll make it past here because nobody else made it past here. Mm -hmm. Well, tell me what, what got to them. A lot of those deaths aren't DNA, they're lifestyle. It's all the smoking, all the red meat, all the physical labor, it's all the no exercise. It's all the the military wars that were going on mm -hmm. in the 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s that thankfully haven't been going on too much lately, You know, at least not for the folks that are hitting retirement right now, where a lot of the things that maybe caused all the early deaths aren't DNA, but actually lifestyle. So, so remember that there, that your DNA, what's happened kind of uh, to your your parents, grandparents, aunts, and uncles doesn't necessarily mean that's your exact destiny when it comes to your, your longevity. Got it. I do especially like the medical point that you made. There have been so many advances in the past 20 years that we are benefiting from. Yeah, I was listening to somebody speak. Uh, it's Midwest Athletes Against Childhood Cancer. So they're, they're talking about childhood cancer, and here we are talking about 65-year-olds. But uh, what the director was saying is when they started 40 years ago, if a child got uh, child got cancer, the uh, the death rate was something like eighty percent, ninety percent. I don't know the exact yeah. Yeah. terms, but what he said is, at this point, that's the survival rate, right? They've they flipped it around. That uh, in the past forty years, they've taken this horrible death rate when you're diagnosed with cancer and swapped it. Mm -hmm. So it's a high number of the survival rate, and so that's that's just an example that I'm thinking of. But there's there's so many of them out there of how things have thankfully improved with all the medicine, uh, with with I mean just anything diets, DNA, sure. all kinds of stuff is 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 moving in the right direction. Sure. So let's talk about the the financial literacy, the the money side of things. And I want you to remember that your decisions have more impact than the politicians or the economy, right? We we hear about people, the the politicians are raising taxes. And they raise it from twelve percent to fifteen percent. Well, that's a that's a twenty percent uh, increase. That's no fun. Uh, or we hear about inflation going from three percent to six percent because of things that the politicians or what's going on in the economy, right? That's a three percentage point uh, difference there for you. When you file for Social Security, you have a choice between a number at sixty-two or a number at seventy 
that's 76% higher, right? You have more control over what your social security amount is. You have more control over when you retire. You have more control over how much money you spend than any politician, any company, any economy. And I think that was what part of the research was showing is when you felt that you didn't have control because you didn't have that knowledge, then you somewhat just gave up, threw up your hands and say, what can I do? You can do a lot. And when you take that control, when you educate yourself, you come out uh, so far ahead. That's that's the way to approach it. You get control over when you retire, how much money you spend, how much you keep in the stock market, how much you keep out of the stock market. There's a lot of control there uh, for you. Wow. And it's something you don't think about when it comes to when to take. So we, I'm sure we'll have a discussion about Social Security, but that is such a boondoggle. It's such a morass of questions and issues. What's the right answer? There is no one right answer. Yeah. And it's, it's figuring out what the right answer is for you is the right yeah. way to go. And the, the second piece, when it comes to your financial literacy, uh, and I'm, I'm sticking to this control idea because I believe I like that's, uh, that's a big, big deal for, for everyone is when you take the control, you can take over your destiny when it comes to retirement. When you hit retirement, you have more control over your taxes than ever before. Uh, we, we talk to people who are 62, 63, they haven't retired yet. They don't realize that. A couple years later, especially after we work with them, they realize, oh my goodness, I have so much control over my taxes. You have so much flexibility in retirement over your taxes. And when you take that control, you can pay taxes when you want to, as opposed to when you're forced to. And usually when you pay taxes when you want to, it's because you're doing it because it's at a lower tax situation compared to when you're being forced to do it, you're just letting someone else control that for you. And just, just think of what the control you have over your taxes. Well, Social Security is one of them we've already talked about. Social Security will be taxable somewhat at the federal level, and you get to control when you start that Social Security. Think of your investments. You might have investments in a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, a brokerage account, a savings account. That's four different types of accounts. There's four different types of taxation going on, and you get to choose when you take the money out and which account you take it from. Well, but even speaking when, of the when you take the money out, you can but, take the money out in December, but spend it in January. That's a different That's a different year. That's different tax years. But a lot of people don't understand this, Jeremy, and that's why they need someone like you, someone like a, a financial professional. And you've got to start planning ahead of time. That, that, that's exactly it. And even then, uh, thinking of control, I've just uh, recently started working with a couple who's 77 years old. Oh. And they said, well, it's too late for me now. Well, no, it's not. Their their previous advisor said, oh, you're too old for Roth conversions. So did he do any math to figure that out? Oh, Let's okay. run the math to, to figure out if you're too old, you know, quote unquote, to, right. to for Roth conversions. Well, we ran the math and we, we thought for their situation, if they do Roth conversions in 2023, 24, and 25, they'll end up saving about 60 grand in taxes over their lifetime. Now, is that worth it to them or not? They get to decide it, but we did the math and there's no age limit on Roth conversions. So to say you're too old for Roth conversions, especially without doing the math, even if you did the math, the phrase you're too old uh, doesn't apply when it comes to Roth conversions, right? It just doesn't yeah. apply. Do the math and take the control and find out. You know, They got to find out and here they are. They get to go ahead and they're taking advantage of those. 
Fantastic. It's you're never too old. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly it. And the, the whole point is when you want to take control and you haven't ever faced retirement before, that's why we came up with our five-step retirement process. I'll just talk about it uh, real brief and we'll link to some videos. You can go uh, to, well, we, we've got an advertisement through this. You might've heard it already on the podcast, but if you go to fivestepretirementplan.com, it'll take you through all five steps, but I'll just share them uh, with you right now. The first one is thinking of how much money you will spend in retirement. That's the first step. And that spending part, part of it is your take-home pay. Part of it is your taxes. Part of it is your healthcare costs. Part of it is when do you retire and how long might you live in retirement, right? So that's that longevity literacy coming in. That's the first thing you need to figure out is how much you're going to spend in retirement because that's that's what you're solving for, trying to make sure you have enough in retirement. So you better make that uh, number one. Number two is how much are you going to make in retirement? Just because you stop working doesn't mean you stop making money. Just about everyone has Social Security. They might have a pension. They might have annuities or real estate. These are all items, areas where you make money in retirement, even though you're not working and getting a W-2. And maximizing how much you make in retirement will maximize how much you get to spend in retirement. These are big one-time decisions we'd like you to make uh, next, right? After you figure out when you're going to retire, how much you need to spend, let's figure out how to make you the most money from these items like, like that. The third part is to figure out your, your tax planning in retirement. Your tax plan retirement, again, you've got so much control over that where you don't have to wait till required minimum distribution age to take money out of your IRA. You don't have to take Social Security at a certain amount of time. We would like you to project out your taxes over your lifetime. We do that with our software program where we project out your taxes over your lifetime and say, well, what if you did something different? And if you did something different, here's how it applies affects things, well, let's go ahead and do that different thing. If it's going to lower your taxes, go ahead and do that different thing. And when it comes to tax planning, the general rule is when your taxes are lower, pay your taxes then, right? right. Pay your taxes <laughs> when they're low, avoid your taxes with your high. That's a big, big piece of it. The, the fourth step is talking about your investments. How much money do you put into the market? How much money do you take out of the market? And notice how those investments are number four. Right? Most people that walk into our office, they're asking about, should I buy this stock? Should I buy that bond? Should I buy that annuity? They're telling us that their advisor only talks about investments. Investments are important. They're kind of the fuel that gets your car to where you're going, but you got to figure out where you're going, right? That's the spending part. You got to <laughs> figure out the first part that you get to control, the second part that you get to control, the third part that you get to control with your taxes. You got to figure out all those things before you start talking about the investments. And with the investments, that is the one thing you've got less control over. But go ahead and take the control that you have. You can control how much you put into the market, how much you take out of the market. You can control how much risk you have uh, up and down. Go ahead and take that control with the investments on there. And then finally, the, the fifth part is taking a look at your, your legacy and your, your risks. I like to say it's the, the risk to your retirement and the remainder that's left over, right? Uh, if you die early, there might be a risk that your spouse doesn't have enough income. Mm -hmm. If you live a long time, usually the longer you live, the worse your health gets and the higher the healthcare costs. There's long-term care you need to consider in there. 
And of course, all of us are going to finish out our retirement at some point in time. And it's wise to have the estate documents, the, the plans in place to make life smoother for, for your kids right. uh, when that happens. So that's the five-step retirement plan. Uh, I'd encourage everyone to go to fivestepretirementplan.com. Uh, just put in your email and it'll send you each of those videos. We send it out to you once per day because it's kind of a, um, you, you want to really get it, right? Digest so that's why we send all, it to yeah. you once per day for you. Yeah. Yep. Jeremy, that's fantastic. Now, we're going to have all the links for these in the show notes, correct? Yeah, we'll have all the links in there in the show notes. And I got to say uh, thank you to all the great researchers that I get to read uh, at TIAA and, and everywhere. It's uh, it's so much fun for me to learn these things and get to share them uh, share them with you. So it's, uh, it's a great thing. So th thank you, Patrice, for coming on and, and being a part of the show today. And how can listeners reach you, Jeremy, if they've got more questions? And boy, I'm sure they do. I believe it. Well, the, the podcast is Retirement Revealed, so go to retirement-revealed.com. That's probably the, the easiest way to uh, click on and, and, and contact us uh, that way. Well, you know, obviously, planning for retirement is a topic that never grows old. See what I did there? See what I did yes. So follow this podcast for more insights from Jeremy and all these possible choices you have to consider. Share with others as well. And thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank you, Patrice, and thanks for listening to the Retirement Reveal podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money, and you will make better money decisions. This was another great episode of the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to automatically get our latest episodes. If you liked our show and want even more, please give us a rating and a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love to hear from you. Please go to retirement-revealed.com to learn more and send us your questions and feedback. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners, Thrivent, or its affiliates. The guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by Thrivent Advisor Network. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal accounting or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have with your investment planning. Advisory persons of Thriven provide advisory services under a doing business as name or may have their own legal business entities. However, advisory services are engaged exclusively through Thrivent Advisor Network LLC, a registered investment advisor. Kyle Financial Partners and Thrivent Advisor Network LLC are not affiliated companies. Information in this message is for the intended recipients only. Please visit our website, www.kylefp.com, for important disclosures.